As President Obama tours the Middle East, we welcome you to another edition of the Bible in the News. It is a very interesting time in the world, and we are constantly watching the world with our Bible in hand at the events as they take shape according to Scripture. We are given the end view, but sometimes the road we are going to take to get there is hard to see. This week, most of the talk seems to be around the travels of Barack Hussein Obama, and in particular, his speech in Cairo to the Muslim world. However, there were a few notes that were meant for Israel in that speech. Mr. Obama told those in the university in Cairo the following. The United States does not accept the legitimacy of continued Israeli settlements. This construction violates previous agreements and undermines efforts to achieve peace. It is time for these settlements to stop. There has been much said about how far the current administration will push at Israel in this regard. We as Bible students also watch with much interest as we know what has been written in the scriptures by the holy prophets. In fact, the prophet Ezekiel wrote the following in chapter 37. Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whether they be gone, and will gather them on every side, and bring them into their own land. And I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel. So as we look at Israel today and the settlements that Mr. Obama speaks of, we have to see God's hand in the fact that those people are back in the land, and they are there because of divine intervention. So, there has been much written and much said about this in past programs and in the Bible magazine. But it must, said, it must be said, however, I am putting my lot in with the Holy Prophets, as their record is pretty solid. As for Mr. Obama, he would be best not going up against the God of Israel. And as, of, as for a response from the settlers, while well, a synagogue that was pulled down twice in the last week was rebuilt, and rededicated again today. And a new settlement has been started and has been called Givat Obama, or in English, the Obama Hilltop. Well, America may take the rough road for now, but God tells us that he that touches Israel touches the apple of his eye, and it is said that God will bless those that bless Israel and curse those that curse Israel. So it may be a rough road, but we know that in the end America will be part of the King of the South, or in the words of Ezekiel 38, part of the young lions. Now, as the prophecy of Ezekiel 38 goes, the purpose of Obama's visit is very significant. In his speech in Cairo, he said the following. I've come here to Cairo to seek a new beginning between the United States and Muslims around the world. And he later continued with the following. Freedom in America is indivisible from the freedom to practice one's religion. That is why there is a mosque in every state in our union and over 1,200 mosques within our borders. That's why the United States government has gone to court to protect the right of women and girls to wear the hajib and to punish those who would deny it. So let there be no doubt Let there be no doubt, Islam is a part of America. So Obama is no doubt 
out to strengthen the relationship of the United States with the Muslim world, and especially the more moderate Muslims. You may ask why this would be so significant. Well, in Ezekiel 38, we are introduced to two groups of nations, or alliances of nations. We have on the one hand Gog and Magog, our northern confederacy including Iran, and we have a southern confederacy, that of Sheba, Dedan, and the merchants of Tarshish. Britain, we know to be the latter-day Tarshish, and you can read more about that in the Bible Magazine, Volume 20, Issue Number 3, in the archives on the Bible Magazine website. Uh, but as for Sheba and Dedan, they are the Saudi Arabia and the Gulf states. We can think of the story of the Queen of Sheba in the Old Testament, who came to visit Solomon bringing gifts, but she came from the south, from Arabia. So we have a southern alliance of nations consisting of Britain and her commonwealth, including the United States, but in alliance with Saudi Arabia and the Gulf states. If you turn to Daniel chapter 11, we will add one more nation to the southern alliance. In verse 2, developments would take place within the Persian Empire, with the result of Greece becoming very hostile. In verse 3, a mighty king of Greece stands up and rules with great dominion and does according to his will. Now, if we know history, this has to be Alexander the Great. However, in verse 4, his kingdom was broken up and divided toward the four winds of heaven and not according to his posterity, it says. And his kingdom was split up, but his son was murdered, so his kingdom was given to his four generals. In verse 5, the prophecy focuses on the southern general, called the King of the South. It was actually, or he was actually, Ptolemy. Well, if we go to a history book and look at the territory of Ptolemy, the King of the South, it is none other than a slightly enlarged Egypt. This, then, is the territory of the biblical king of the south. The interesting thing is that in history, the Ptolemies were an occupying power. So, we look today for Britain and the young lion powers, as we'll call them, to get further entrenched in the Middle East, and at some point, Egypt itself. So today, when we open our newspapers and see Obama courting the Muslim world, and in particular Saudi Arabia and Egypt, we are seeing the biblical lineup of the nations take place. And what are they taking shape for? Well, in the words of Revelation 16, he gathered them into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. What we are seeing is the preparation for the entrance of the King of Israel. Well, from the Bible Magazine Studios, thanks for listening, and please join us again next week when we watch the Bible in the News.